Hello everyone, this is Josh from the Wrestling with the Bullies podcast. I'm here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain that it's free. There's creation tools that help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. They go through Apple Podcasting and pretty much anywhere that sets up uh, podcasting for you. Also, you can make your money from your podcast too. Like, and it doesn't take that much at all for you to be able to do it too. So, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys are interested, just go to the app in the app, both the iOS and the Android store, or you could go to their website at Andrew, uh, anchor.fm. Thank you and have a good day. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wrestling with the Willies podcast. I'm here joined with Joe and Jeremy today. And we are going to talk about one of the most divisive men, I would probably say, of the past, like, few, uh, maybe 10 years, like, eight years, I think, mostly because he quit in 2012, I I think it was 2012, it was, like, right at, like, right before Royal Rumble, and I thought it was in 2012, either that or it's 2013, uh, but, I mean, I could even be wrong off of that shit, too. But, anyway, we're going to be talking about CM Punk today. I've been craving talking about this shit for a while now, just because of what I've been seeing in the news and everything else. For how divisive he is with wrestling fans. How how he could be so hated, but yet so loved for him trying to be happy outside of WWE. So, for anybody that hasn't, like, went through the whole uh, thing about him quitting, maybe I should have looked this up on... I, I just looked it up. He he left... Um, CM Punk has... Right. Uh, <laughs> he, left, he left the company the day after the 2014 Royal Rumble. Oh, 2014. Damn it. That's what I was saying. Said. I was like, hold on. I think that still might be a little bit too early. Mostly because I, I know he was on a cover star on WWE 13, I think, at the time. So then I was like, uh, whatever. Yeah, that so, would have come anyway, out. six the, years then. Yeah, it's been like six years. Yeah, but... Uh, according to, according to the DailyDDT.com. Well, I guess I might as well tell some of the backstory. It's mostly because he left uh, right before the Royal... Like it, I think it was either, like that night of the Royal Rumble or like that raw that next day is that he quit and it like the way that he puts it in his podcast was that it was like problems building up the whole time and then it seems like a lot of the time it was mostly because they were pushing other people like Brock Lesnar over him and he was the champion at the time or at least for most of his, uh, like, the summer of punk and all that stuff was, like, huge at the time. So he just kind of quit because it seemed like they were mistreating him, which I totally understand about. And then also being burnt out from wrestling for the longest time. So when a few years later, I think it was a couple years later, or like a year later, when he announced his UFC debut, 
um, a lot of people gave him shit for that too because instead of going to another place, like another wrestling promotion to uh, do uh, do wrestling there, like Ring of Honor or something, which it seems to me, it seems like if he would have went to Ring of Honor, I think that they, like they would have probably brought more money to Ring of Honor. But it seems, I, I definitely think that he is a higher star than Impact. Then Ring of Honor. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would understand about AEW, like, why you would go over there because they're like a budding promotion. But supposedly, from what there's been rumors about, was that he was asking for too much money, which could be understandable. They said that he also tried to do WWE for like 25 million, which there ain't no fucking way possible that he would get 25 million from WWE. Now, maybe if he did Brock Lesnar where he had a successful USC career, that's one thing. But knowing that he uh, lost both of his fights, and it seems like they set him up to fail to me because they had Mickey Gall where he already did, I think it was like two or three professional fights before he even fought him. And uh, so I think they already set him up to fail before even anything. Like if they, uh, and it seems like Dana White was just cashing in on his name. Really, I I would agree with that because I just looked up his the Mickey Gall's record. Um, Punk, uh, Mickey Gall is six and three, and Punk was zero. Was you know this is the final as from that match. It was six and three, and Punk is zero and two. So, and it honestly, because I even think Punk said in his, in his, like, an interview that he actually wanted to build up the right way through UFC and go through, like, the ranks and earn his shot. But Dana Brooke is the one who's like, Dana White. (laughs) I don't think Dana Brooke's in the UFC. Dana Dana, Dana (laughs) White. Dana White is Dana White. <laughs> but, Dana yeah. White's like, does that money I sound that I hear? And so he he, I think Dana. I'm gonna say Dana Brooke again because that's who I'm, I'm fixated on. Dana White, I think, is just um, he saw money in it, and I think he used Punk to draw to draw money. Yeah, I don't think he really him. gave a shit about if he would win or lose. I think he was just like, hey, we'll just throw him in there and see what happens. If he loses, he loses. But then they're going to – because I know that they they had to make money off of at least the first pay-per-view with CM Punk's name attached to it where he fought Mickey Gall. I forgot the dude that he fought a couple years later. Uh, it was um, I actually had that brought up. But... Let me bring – I actually brought that back. Let me bring it back up because I had it. Yeah, because I know that they said that his second loss, they pretty much got rid of the guy because he was kind of like taunting him the whole time. And Joe Rogan said that CM Punk had no talent when it came to fighting and stuff. And I was like, really? Uh, this Mike is- Jackson was who he fought. Yeah, also. Mike Jackson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But uh, my main thing when it comes to his main. Uh, UFC career is I've always thought that the the main difference between him and Brock Lesnar and Jack Swagger and Lashley is that I don't think that CM Punk had any fundamentals like Brock Lesnar, Jack Swagger, 
and Bobby Lashley. They were all like decorated wrestlers before they were wrestling for years before they even did that. So they already had the wrestling aspect of it. They probably trained in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or something to that effect afterwards. But once you pick up, it seems like once you pick up one thing like wrestling or something, it's just easier to pick up on all the other fundamentals that you need. So that's why I think Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley and Jack Swagger and even Batista have had long, uh, more successful careers in UFC than CM Punk has. But I mean, also at the same time, my main thing is he needed to get away from wrestling at the time. He was burnt out from it. You like anybody has known that whenever you have a shit job or you're stressed to your limits and that and they ain't listening to you and everything else, that eventually you're going to have a breaking point and you're either going to quit that job and go to something else or pretty much like fucking burn the whole place down, which people have done that type of shit before or at least threw shit on the walls or whatever, you know, just to like get back at people, whatever. But I'm only saying that from personal experience with other people that I've talked to in my lifetime. But uh, like, so he was probably so burnt out from doing wrestling that he had to do something else. And, it, and, and the USC thing, I'm sure that he was like, shit, I'll get $10 million or like however much of the purse and this and that, like for me to, uh, for me to do a UFC career, they'll do whatever. I just had to pay for training or whatever they had to do. I don't know exactly what he had to do, like what he had to pay for, but I'm sure he got a nice paycheck from losing those two UFC fights. And, but the main reason why I wanted to talk about CM Punk is that every time it's always so divisive with what his decisions have been over the past six years. It's like, whether it's been the UFC, whether it's him going back to Fox because they paid for, or like they paid him however much to be critiquing WWE's product instead of him going back to WWE. So, I thought it was worth a conversation and come at the CM Punk thing from a new light rather than be a person where it's like, because every time, whenever I talk about CM Punk, it's like, I've loved him ever since I first saw him when he was in old school ECW. I didn't get to watch his ring of honor stuff, but as soon as I, it was like, I was drawn to him. It's just like, I, I kind of throw lump, him and Daniel Bryan into the same thing because they both came up around the same time, like maybe a couple of years before each other or whatever, especially in WWE. I watched them both in WWE, so but I was instantly drawn to their wrestling style, how they were perceived on television and everything else. So I've always been a fan of CM Punk. So most of the time, whenever I hear comments from people about CM Punk, it's three choices, right? It's either, oh, I love CM Punk and I wish you would come back or go do wrestling somewhere else. And the and the other two ones is like, his fucking UFC career sucked. He shouldn't be a wrestler anyway. He's overrated and all this shit or overhyped or whatever. And then it's like, the third one is, 
oh, I don't give a fuck about that dude. He left us, right? <laughs> and that is the dumbest one to be like hating on somebody, to to be so divisive on him, or like to hate on a dude for just wanting to live his life, right? Because he's acted and done UFC and all this shit afterwards. So I don't see why people hate on him so much. So that's mostly why I wanted to talk about him anyway in this episode. And especially when I've heard stuff from like people that wrestled with him where it was or like that was friends with him. Like because they say them like once you cross like CM Punk, then you're pretty much out of his life. Which I I get that because I'm kind of that person too. I mean, it takes me a while to get there, but, you know, like, I know whenever I'm done with somebody, I'm done with them. There's, like, no Cohen pack. So, what do you guys think about some of this shit? <laughs> you can go first, uh, Joe, if you want to. Okay, I was to see who wanted to go first. Um, I, I don't have a... I actually like CM Punk, but I didn't really come around to him because I was in and out of wrestling at the time. So I started watching again during the summer of Punk when the whole thing about him leaving with the WWE type, the spinner title. Now, I don't agree how he left, but I can understand why he did what he did because I don't think he was wrong. I think he deserved a WrestleMania main event, but then he got shut down because The Rock came back. He gets pushed aside because of Brock Lesnar. And he was the, the top guy in the wrestling biz especially around 2011 when he, the summer of punk, that was like the biggest thing they could have done. And they kind of dropped the ball with it a little bit. And I think he deserved a little bit more than he got. So I can understand his frustration. And then when he was on Colt Cabana's podcast and you heard how he had that huge staph infection and they just kept giving him Z pack after Z pack and it wasn't getting better. I kind of like, I kind of relate to him a little bit, you know, being mistreated and stuff. So I can't blame him for dipping out. Uh, as far as his US, UFC career goes, his first, like his one opponent had a better record. The other opponent was more evenly matched and he lost both. Okay, so he lost, he lost both. At least he went out there and tried. All the people talking shit about him going out there and failing, but at least he put himself out there. And he does stick to his guns. He wasn't happy. He left. Yeah, you don't know, like, if you're going to be good at something right yeah. away. He, That's the he, main thing. And like I said previously, he actually wanted to go up and do it the right way. But Dana White's the one who said, here comes, like, here comes the money. Let's put him in. Yeah. Put him he was in being a- Shane McMahon. Yeah, he was being <laughs> Shane McMahon. It was all about the money. And I think that did a disservice to CM Punk. I think it did a disservice to the fans. But I actually like CM Punk. Um, I think it's interesting he did come back for Fox. When they were doing the show for Fox, I can't remember the name, uh, Backstage, I think every time he was on, the ratings went up. So he was, he did get ratings. He did move merchandise. So uh, denying him that top spot at WrestleMania really kind of was a disservice to him and everything that he built up to that point. Yeah, and you really think, like, uh, I honestly believe that if they would have just given him that top spot, if they gave him the main event at WrestleMania, 
he would still be in the company. Yeah, think, he probably still would. I think would. the main thing was like them mistreating him, him taking a shit or like actually shitting his trunks when he was out there because they were filling him up with antibiotics all the time. Instead of treating... Instead of finding out what the real cause was, you know, doing all the decisions that they did, and then like, uh, I love the the thing that he said on the podcast about Triple H, where he's like, "You need me more than I need you." That type of shit. I think I'm paraphrasing, but essentially, he's saying he didn't need to wrestle Triple H, and uh, I understand that. I mean, granted, from my point of view, I think they needed to have that WrestleMania match the way that they were building it like with all the uh, what's he called with all the fighting that they were doing during some, uh, Summer of Punk but that should have been a Wrestlemania match like the year prior it shouldn't have been like fucking his last one where they're like oh like when it was rocking uh cena cena 2 i think or i think it was cena 2 was that one was the the one that he didn't want to be on and then then they had to change it for uh daniel bryan to win because people shit on him so bad i mean that's the main thing that i think about this too is like if cm punk didn't leave daniel bryan wouldn't win that title they wouldn't have fucking done the best thing like and that's one thing that is the best part out of the whole cm punk thing like him leaving but if they would have just get, like even if they would have done Triple H versus CM Punk for for the title or something, because it's not like John Cena versus Rock needed to happen with the title. No, for whatever it, reason they thought that that would make more uh sense for it. I'm like, dude, you guys just don't understand it. It's like doing Rock. Uh, uh, damn, why do I keep on wanting to think Hogan? If you did, <laughs> you if you did Cena versus Rock, like that's just like Hogan and whoever else that would be wrestling. It's like no point, especially for the title. That's the main thing that I had a drawback for Brock and all these other dudes. If you're getting them in there for money, right, and using their name for money, so you could do stuff like uh, sell merch or whatever. Why are you doing it for the title? He doesn't need the title. Like Brock Lesnar is a dude where he doesn't need the title to make him more like credible. But he gets it guy. every time he comes back. Well, it's that's what an, I'm saying. And like what they were talking about on the podcast where he sits there and he's like talking about putting merch on his trunks or whatever. And then they're like, no, you can't do that. And then he sees Brock come back and he has Jimmy John's and shit on his trunks. But it's. Uh, that's like the whole like, hey, he did more money in UFC bullshit, you know. So like, he's able to do that. That's why I always ended up having a problem with a lot of the shit that they did, concerning him anyway. Like, at the end of the day, I think it he would have struggled even longer. I mean, it would have probably put it off for even more if they would have given that main main event to him. If they would have just given it to him that he deserved, like if they just gave it to him, then I think he would have probably stuck out for another few years. And like, you know, like, because I think the main thing why I was so angry 
before he left was because it was like he was the top guy, but they weren't pushing him as the top guy. You know, because they would be like, hey, you do all these matches all the time and be consistent, and they still have that problem today is that they push certain guys like every fucking month. It was like AJ Styles every single month, but then when he got to WrestleMania, he would be like the third or fourth match in with Shinsuke Nakamura, you know? Yeah, that was... I didn't agree with that kind of crap either. Well, that's the and that's what I'm saying is the problem with WWE, and I think that's one thing that made his uh, promo too more impactful because it was like putting everything on blast, what everybody was getting upset about, like uh, like their booking and everything else that's been going on, all the bullshit that they've done, uh, stupid shit that they've done in that company. It was like they were putting them on blast before it. And it was like, yeah, we we understand your frustrations, too. It, it's on us, too, you know. And I think that's why it made it more impactful. And why a lot of people still remember it today is because that was like him speaking through us. And that's why it fit with the voice of the voiceless thing and everything else, like all the different uh, iterations that he did on there. I mean, honestly, that was some of my favorite like in the past, like uh, at least six years or 10 years, at least CM Punk has had most of my favorite matches, especially the money in the bank match between him and Cena by far out of the past 10 years is like by far, like, like one of my top like matches that I mostly because there was so much at stake and they kind of did so much shit with it. It's just like a perfect match. And even I think they busted out a pile driver in there too. Even when they're like no pile drivers. (laughs) So Jeremy, what's your uh, uh, thoughts? Well, my thoughts, you know, you had mentioned earlier about CM Punk wanting 25 million or whatever for to bring him back or whatever um i think i honestly feel that that's who they should have brought back instead of brock you know if you're gonna pay that much money i would have put it in a cm punk's pocket i think the draw would have been better for him yeah especially and, if it would have been a shock thing where he just showed up one more uh like one month and like one of the pay-per-views i would say that you can't do it during like a hell in a cell pay-per-view or something i would say that it would have to be one of the big four well yeah and, right? and i think honestly you know they're going with this retribution thing right now and he would have been the perfect person to lead that group oh yeah because i mean <laughs> he was already being massively vocal on uh, when they did have the show, where he was critiquing everything that they were doing, right? Uh, really, whenever he was on it, yeah. So, I mean, they had so it would have made perfect sense if he would have showed up and he was like, Yeah, the they had a is- path and they, they go and they make Mustafa the leader of it. Which, well, I mean, you still got to think about too if they really wanted to, they could change that too. Oh, they could, but I mean. 
Yeah, it's like the exalted leader thing. They were doing a thing, and like uh, when Brody Lee wasn't announced yet, I even knew before it even happened that it would have been perfect if Brody Lee would have been the leader. But like they were hinting that it was uh, Christopher Daniels, I think, from SCU. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, they like, started going down they, that path. They, they were yeah. talking about several people, and I was like, dude, it would all like the main thing that would make sense is Brody Lee coming out and doing it. And then that's what they did. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's exactly what should have happened. But uh, once again, I'm super hyped for Brody Lee, Brody Lee anyway. But I think that's the problem, too. And I think initially, why a lot of the guys have left now, like Revival. And uh, Brody Lee and Sean Spears and a bunch of those guys, they saw what he did, how he was like, you know what? I don't fucking need you. I'm gone. <laughs> I think that showed like a thing where like these other people can make a living outside of WWE and not like need it, you know, like because a lot of the time it seems like in WWE, especially now, how they're trying to take their Twitch su- subscribers or whatever or try to get some of their clout off of Twitch and stuff. They're like, hey, this is more money. This is your name. This is our stuff. You know, it's like doing that sort of stuff. The decisions that they're making, it's just going to make it easier for all these people to leave them at one point. And I think it's all like because of what happened with CM Punk. Yeah. But, yeah. And I still miss CM Punk, but you already know. You already know that if he came back one day, even if it was Ring of Honor or PWG or any of the other fucking promotions, I mean, technically he did come back, but he wore a mask and nobody could really tell who he was until, like, he said, Yeah, that's me. That he did me. it as a favor, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. He, he did that first on he was he knew. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, even if he was doing something like that, but if he came out one day, like, even if they coerced it into, like, a $10 million deal or something like that, and he, uh, in in the contract, it said that he had the main event WrestleMania or something, you know that that fucking thing, people would watch that shit, like, no matter what, especially if he went to WWE, even off of the people hating fucking WWE, they would fucking start watching wrestling again because he oh, would. would be That's back. where I was getting at. I don't think Block Brock Lesnar was that much of a draw. Regardless of what yeah, Mr. I don't think so thinks, either. I think that you know Brock is a shock at first, but they knew that he would be a part timer and wouldn't wrestle very much. Now, yeah. I think well, that's what I'm saying. Even if like CM Punk did a part time schedule, right? Like the same thing that uh, Brock would uh, did, right? His uh, CM Punk's impact was way bigger to me. Than Brock and Brock oh, yeah, mostly yeah. because mostly because CM Punk never came out there and disrespected the fans by doing that shitty ass match with Goldberg, mm-hmm. yeah. right? These people, like, it's like so stupid. These people getting so hyped for this motherfucker, and he didn't even give a shit on his way out. He didn't uh, do anything to help anybody's career. You know, it didn't do jack shit for anybody. But then, oh yeah, this guy is gonna fucking lead your company the next. That's year. what I've always. Anybody, that's what I've always felt about Brock was the the way he left the first time. 
they they gave him way too much when he came back, and they did it twice. It wasn't just once. Yeah. Because he signed the first contract, and then he signed another one. I was glad that they didn't sign him a third time because it would have been more of the same. Yeah, Yeah. I think – I think it would have been fling, hurting people, flinging doors down at people, and all sorts of stuff. I think I honestly think if they if CM Punk was serious about the twenty five million, I really think if WWE paid him that, I really think they would get their money back and more. Because oh, really? yeah. just they the would, merch sales, just alone. the merch, holy shit! Just to you know how much I want a best of the world T shirt from CM Punk, but now I'll never get one. Unless he has one on. Unless you want to buy that Chicago Best in the World shirt. Yeah. They only did for money in the bank, but that would be thousands of dollars right now. Yeah. They could, they would definitely get their money back. Subscribers would go up. The ratings would go up. And he would be the next face, right? You're talking about building up people, right? And he was only 38, I think, when he left. And now he's probably, like, in his 40s somewhere, you know? Right around the time that AJ Styles, like, I mean, probably a little bit younger than AJ Styles, right? Can you imagine the matches that they could have set up, though, if he came back? Dude, that's what I'm talking about. They would main event him every single pay-per-view. What the fuck? Imagine all the match, like... Just let alone him and Sam, uh, a- AJ Styles again, then him and Riddle. Because I, I'm like, even if certain people are very iffy on Riddle, Riddle could do good matches, like really good matches, if he's no, with the no, but they person, bring right? Lars Sullivan and yeah, they can't barely yeah. wrestle, which I. Which I understand Mark Sullivan to a degree. I'm not even going to get into his porn thing. Well, I'm just whatever. talking about. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just talking about when I, he came back on SmackDown on Friday. He's not a very good yeah. wrestler. I mean, yeah, and uh, to, to, he definitely to, is to be as to be definitely. considered a monster like they're trying to make him out to be. He sure as hell has a difficult time lifting people up. And yeah. Well, that is true, yeah. But that's what I'm saying is, like, I, I get why. They probably put them on a certain amount. Like, it seemed like they were talking about some people have, like, a five-year contract or some shit. So, I mean, they probably had to make money out of them, and that's probably why they put them on the brand or something, uh, waiting until his porn thing Yeah, but he down, could be an NXT guy. I don't understand why he's on the main yeah. roster. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. I, I think that they, they could be pushing other people, but like him going against Keith Lee, holy fuck, that match would be awesome. That's what I'm saying. Like him and Age and like uh, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby. That's the one thing about Undisputed Era too. It's like the reason why their team works too is that they're all like really good singles guys. To me, that like a lot of the ma- like I have not found a bad match that Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Roderick Strong, or Adam Cole has ever really done with anybody, unless it's like somebody that just I do not oh, really care for. Like if, like that's what I'm saying. They're all uh, good the one I have seen so the least amount was uh, Kyle O'Reilly, and I was impressed with him. Like we talked about from Takeover, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I still think that him and Adam Cole are like 
by far the standouts of the group. If they're going to push anybody as like main title holder guys, I think those two are the main ones. Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong would be mid-carters, definitely. I think that they would be higher mid-carters if they did break them up. But mostly because the stories between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, they could tell a lot with just their family stuff. Like, they could bring into their Ring of Honor stuff. Because it seems like WWE has, like, a good, like, relationship with Ring of Honor because they keep on letting them use, like, tapes from them to put on the network and whatever. Like, whenever they're talking about certain people, they end up having, like, some of Ring of Honor stuff. and But uh, now they could put the Evolve stuff instead of the Ring of Honor stuff, but still. But my main thing is, like, you got to think about, like, if they're talking about money for CM Punk, you know most of these people would still be bitching to a certain degree. Like, the people that was, like, I was never really a fan of them, which is crazy to me. It's like, they would be like, hey, I'm a fan of Brock Lesnar, or, like, they would be like, I would be a fan of, uh, trying to think of a certain example. It's like, um, Lana. It's like, people that are huge fans of Lana, I like Lana, but, like, I definitely think that she is not the greatest wrestler. But, like, them being like, yeah, she's fire, she's awesome, they need to do something with her. But then they would be like, fuck CM Punk, they suck. I'm like, what? How? What? Doesn't make sense to me. That motherfucker and like has one of the best promos like ever. Like every time I've heard him talk, it's like legit who he is, really. And that's one reason why I think his promo style is so good. That's why a lot of people I think has like that certain promo style, like how we were talking about Moxley. But it's like you, uh, his promos are good, and then he's got the ring style too. I've never really seen him do a bad match with somebody other than even like he even made Ryback look good. And what the fuck is up with that shit? Ryback. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like he even got beaten up by Ryback, but he made him, he put Ryback over, you know? Like, that's the main thing. Like, Ryback was already kind of getting over organically at the time because he's, and it's understandably why, though. They spent like eight months him doing like a Goldberg esque thing where they would come out, he would squash them let alone doing it with two people. That's the only difference that was between him and Goldberg was that they were doing it with two people, sometimes three people. So, I mean, like, he was organically getting over, but then his matches with CM Punk pretty much made him stronger as a, like, uh, perceived look for it. I was just hoping that he wouldn't lose the title to Ryback, and thank God he didn't. But... Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like this whole, I think it's unwarranted just because they're like angry, but you already know that there would be so much money to be made if he came back, even if he came back for impact wrestling or like fucking AEW or some shit, they would make so much fucking bank. Good yeah. Lord. If, if, if he, if he went to a major promotion, then there, there would definitely be money to be had. Because, like, I think Ring of Honor is kind of on a downward spiral financially-wise. Well, I don't know but right like, now, but, like, uh, still, like, Ring of Honor is doing okay right now. It's just mostly because of uh, 
um, like controversies and stuff. Like the whole thing with Joey Mercury and Kelly Klein. That's mostly been yeah. what's gotten them in trouble. But, but I, most- think, I think I think the biggest payday would be him going back to the E, WWE, and if they were willing to work out a deal, because you know Vincent Mann will let bygones be bygones when it comes to making money. Like well, yeah. everybody has said that. I think I think if Triple H were to take over, then he would never bring Punk back. Because well, I know they don't like each other. Well, I mean, also at the same time, people haven't liked each other and just realized to make money with each other, too. I think that's one yeah. reason why some of the feuds have been, like, super good, too, is that they just don't like each other. They could do I mean, good matches because the the hate does come off on the screen, you know? I mean, if Matt Hardy can... Do a program with yeah, Edge. Yeah, if he could Edge do stuff with Edge, yeah. and then still think, be kind of friends with him afterwards. I think I think there's hope for like and room for Punk to come in and make money because like I think it would be money. It would be easy money for the WWE to make, especially if they booked him right and gave him that Russ gave him his WrestleMania moment. I don't think that's a lot to ask for. Well, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> The easiest thing would be what Jeremy said, where you put him as the leader of retribution. Say like, um, they're unlike even with the Ali thing right now, right? They could be like trying to make him as the figurehead of it, and then one week or like one pay per view, I'd say like it would have to be a big four one, where it's like a title match going on, and. I think are a retribution on SmackDown or is it on Raw or is it both? I don't know like which brand they're so technically supposed it to be. Seems on. like they're they on both, on... but I don't know. I thought they were on Raw, but I thought they. Uh, no, I know that they're doing to... stuff with the Hurt business anyway, so I think that they're on Smack uh, Raw. But like, I think I've seen them on SmackDown too. That's mostly why I was wondering. But also at the same time, that would be the easiest thing. Have him go like, and if you're pushing them as a heel uh, faction, just have him destroy Drew McIntyre. Fucking shit. Drop the belt instantly to CM Punk. You know, that would have been the main thing, right? Like, even doing the Randy Orton versus uh, Drew McIntyre thing, right? Them doing this Hell in a Cell match or whatever, and then Randy Orton, it makes it kind of like Retribution comes out, tries to give the title to Randy Orton, blah, blah, blah. Then all of a sudden, the lights cut out, comes back on, and CM Punk's in the fucking ring. And then GTS is both of them. Uh, They do something where Drew, and then he puts Drew McIntyre on Randy Orton, makes him win. Then he sits there and he's like, uh, says blotty blah, and then eventually they get into that uh, title match that next pay per view, which I think would be Survivor Series anyway, right? I think Survivor Series four. is November, right? Yeah, but uh, and then just do like a retribution versus hurt business thing, right? And they uh, hurt business needs like an extra member, give Ricochet over to him or something, or Apollo Crews. And then 
of course, have Retribution go over on the Hurt Business, then have CM Punk versus Drew McIntyre, and Drew McIntyre, because of interference from Retribution, CM Punk gets the win. I mean, granted, also at the same time, they could do it where, like, Retribution comes to help, and he just sits there and uh, holds up his finger, and he says, get to the back, and then beats him clean. Talk about, like, that would set up a whole, like, fucking program to WrestleMania where people would be freaking out. I mean, definitely, I don't think that they would end up... uh, There would be no way to be able to push them as a... I mean, they could probably do it just because of how many people have hate on him right now, like, because of what I've been saying the whole time, right? They could just be like, fuck this guy, blah, 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 so it makes sense if he would come back as a heel. But it wouldn't be that damn long until they start pushing that whole faction as a face group, though. <laughs> because, yeah, um, I, think, I think if Punk came back, I think regardless of face or heel, he would probably get cheered. Well, I mean, but, you got to think about like what they're doing with the Retribution anyway, where they're talking about they don't like how, how WWE's been run, right? He's like, and it's time for a change. That's perfectly fits CM Punk to a T, or at least from the yeah. summer of Pan- Punk shit, how he left and everything. Because he, I think, I think they kind of wanted it to have Punk come back. I think they just couldn't reach a deal. But I think if they, if they, honestly, I think they should cave and give him what he wants as far as money goes. Because I think he would give them a return on their investment. Because, like, I don't fully uh, agree with. I do to an extent, like where Jeremy was saying that Brock Lesnar's not really a uh, a draw. I think he was at first, but I think the law of diminishing returns. I think Brock Lesnar has become less and less of a draw because most people are tired of seeing him come in when the belt dropping well, in. Yeah, that's what I said. Reviews. I that's said at old. first it was, but it didn't last very long. Yeah. No, I think I think people are getting tired of of Brock Lesnar and I think I think um I think not having him come back cuz right now he's stuck in Canada due to the COVID-19 situation but even if he I mean if people are like is he going to go to AEW no Brock is probably going to sign Hell with no. AEW ain't going to be calling his ass you already know I think Cody straight out said no anyway I think when they were talking about it Mostly because I think Cody Rhodes, essentially, is a dude that gives a shit about his product, right? I think they all, all the the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and all of them actually give a shit about what they're putting out. And they try to actually do good stories. And the problem is with WWE is that everything is creative, made by soap opera people where you just mix in stuff where it's a fit for any person instead of that person so so they at the end of the day they make so much money regardless just off of playing raw that they just don't even decide to do anything special to because it's working it's making them money it's like even when they came out and they said shit's going to be different, right? When they were losing uh, subscribe or viewers, where it was going down to like, I think it was like 1.8 million or something like that. 
yeah. was people and they're like, I get your concerns and we're going to get better. And then like fucking the weeks after that, it was the exact same bullshit. And it's mostly because they're making money. If they weren't making money, then they wouldn't uh, like if they weren't making money, they would be doing what they did in the WCW days. They were losing money and they had to come up with ideas. Other than that, they get stagnant and they just don't give a shit. (laughs) And that's why I think they need to bring back Punk because I think that would be a big boost and that would help things. Well, especially especially if they gave him full creative. Yeah, that's what I say. Give him creative. (laughs) If they gave him full creative. I'm sure if they if they would be like, hey, we'll give you ten million a year, or however long, like ten, like five million a year, whatever. I don't know how much. Probably ten million. That's like a drop in the bucket for them. Like ten million a year, and you get full creative over whatever you're doing, and you get a one, uh, like uh, at least a main event at WrestleMania. I'm sure that he would fucking do that shit, and uh, because that's like way more than what Brock was making. And uh, like if the, and that's one of the main things they would be like, hey, it's the CM Punk ice cream bars are back. <laughs> I will say those WWE ice cream sandwiches are pretty good. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like how can you fuck up ice cream though? Or well, they're made sandwiches. by good humor, so yeah, they're good. <laughs> they're yeah. tasty. But uh, uh, I think if they brought. They need to bring Punk back. They need to. Um, they need to give him creative control over his like. Don't script CM Punk. Let him speak for himself. And he and everything he's gonna do. Like I mean, I don't think CM Punk's overhyped. I really think he puts his money where like his mouth is. Like I, th- I really do think he's that good. And he, he knows what he's doing. He's not. He's he's one of the best wrestlers. Uh, the past 15, 20 years. Uh, I think the only, like, the only thing I think, the only move that he took from someone else, if I could be mistaken, was the GTS, because that's what... Yeah, uh, that was uh, Kenta's move. Yeah, Kenta's move. But, I mean, he's... I mean, I think several people have used it since then, anyway. The only difference is, it's like, uh, what's it called? Uh, The only other person that I've remembered now is... T-Bar, otherwise known as Di- uh, Dominic Dijakovic. I wish that they would have just kept Donovan Dijak. It's like way simpler of a name. But anyway, like he used, uh, I don't know if he's using it as T-Bar or not, but he does a move called uh, Feast Your Eyes, but it's uh, it's kind of like a uh, attitude adjustment, but it's like mm-hmm. a knee to the face. He just rolls them like he's gonna flip them over, like the like a Samoan draw or like the a Death Valley driver. He tries to do it like a Death Valley driver, and then he kicks you right in the face. But that's really one of the only ones that I remember that really currently right now that I can think of that actually does somewhat the same type of move. But also at the same time, I think I really think that if Kenta had a problem with it, he would have been like, "Dude, really." <laughs> yeah, because I really uh, do. I really do think Punk is that good. I mean, he's never had a shitty match. Well, that's a that's the main thing for me, right? Like, I mean, if he has had a shitty match, it was like with guys like Heath Slater or something. You know, I mean, not doggy on Heath Slater, but like 
he wasn't necessarily that great back in the day when he was in three and B and everything. Like he hit like he Slater's more like good in his promo style than his wrestling. I mean his wrestling's okay. It's kind of like how Enzo is, but actually Enzo is like different with Enzo. Just Enzo was mostly promo and promos were excellent, but his wrestling was shit. <laughs> yeah. So it was like uh, there were certain things where it's just like certain things work. And especially Enzo organically got over just because he would say ridiculous shit. Or he would be kind of like a rapper in cadence, really, whenever he would do promos. He would do like roasting stuff with his promos. And that's what got him over, essentially. But, uh, What's it called? I think that's the main difference is that uh, the moniker, the best in the world thing worked for CM Punk because everything that he was doing was good. Even when he was on in, uh, like when he was like on that microphone, on commentary, in the ring, all this stuff, when he was spouting off everything that he was good at. And it was like, you can't deny that he, he isn't speaking the truth because I've never seen him say anything bad. It's like Samoa Joe, right? Samoa Joe has that type of shit too. He's fire in the ring. He's great at promos. He's and then even on commentary, he's good. Yeah, <laughs> so it's I essentially think, the same thing. And they I think do like, shit with him either. <laughs> I think the problem with Samoa. I think the reason he keeps getting hurt is because of the WWE workload. Like, oh yeah. Uh, I, mean, I think they work. That's going to be a main hard. thing. They work them too hard. I mean, the main thing that's going to help them right now is knowing that they can't tour. Tour. <sighs> but yeah. Eh. Uh, all I know is that I get tired of like seeing the same shit, especially when it's like Wrestle Talk or anybody else where they start talking about the CM Punk news. Where it's like constantly, hey, you know, the CM Punk news is coming out. You know, there's rumors that he's going to go here. Or like, there's rumors that he was in talks for this thing. I remember when I saw that the, as somebody made, I don't think they made it, the Young Bucks. But they did the Chicago uh, sh- uh, thing where he did the Best in the World shirt. But they mm-hmm. did that as a Bullet Club logo. And that would have been like, yeah, that would have been the main thing. If you would have showed up in New Japan for Bullet Club with that shirt on, God, people would have flipped. <laughs> I don't even give a shit what anybody would have said. If you would have showed up, uh, because that was right, right around the time that Cody and Kenny and Hangman Page and all of them, I think, uh, still, I think that that's the best reiteration of the Bullet Club at the time. Just because all the good dudes were awesome, and Bullet Club now is not nearly as good, but like they ended up having a really good squad then. But uh, yeah, if they would have ended up doing that shit, they would have been crazy. But uh, that's the main thing. That's mostly what I wanted to talk about anyway. Was just like people need to grow up, man. Like what you like. I'm just going to take and take it straight from Brian Zane, where it's like, like what you like, don't be a dick. Exactly. I I think that goes with everything, though. Wrestling, um, shows, 
like some of these people on some of the shows I watch, there's people who don't like them. And then people just, oh, how can you not like it? You're an ass. Yeah. They're not. They don't have to like it. Yeah, I don't, it, it <laughs> matters about if you like it, not if, if you not like if it, anybody like else it. does. And that it's like you're allowed. People forget that people are allowed to have opinions. Yeah, <laughs> it's like every time whenever I see, I'm like because I'm in Facebook groups and stuff, and, and talk to all sorts of wrestlers. They like to do meetups and stuff like that. If you're going to a pay per view, they'll meet everybody there. <laughs> And then hang out with people while at the show, you know, and that's how it should be. You should be able to say, uh, like, have a, a good discussion with somebody without people getting angry just because of your opinion, right? Yeah. That's mostly what I want to uh, throw out there during this podcast is that you got to realize that you, and like, even if you don't like punk, right? You got to realize his impact. Okay, he and like there's not that many people in the past 10 years, at least 10 years, that has made an impact as nearly as much as CM Punk did. Like his uh, promo alone, the pipe bomb promo, like, um, basically, by itself, he basically developed the promo. I mean, the pipe bomb. It wasn't even a. It was. It wasn't even a. But I mean, it wasn't even really a thing before he did it. I mean, so. Yeah. And even now, still people try to emulate that when they do their promos. Now, they kind of try to do work shoots in there. In that, yeah, his work shoot like lit a fire with the the pipe bomb because they didn't know what he was going to say. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You didn't expect it. And then on top of that, that whole summer of punk thing, and let alone with Kevin Nash losing, I'm like showing up again, which what the fuck were you doing there? I understand if you were trying to have Alberto Del Rio get the title from him or whatever, but Kevin Nash showing up, that was just fucking stupid. Didn't serve anything. It didn't help anything. But let alone with that whole summer punk thing had the best things. And it's funny because like they did perfect practically of it. Right. It was like how he turned heel and did all the stuff that he did throughout the whole uh, reign that he had was that he was doing too much real shit in his promos the whole time. And CM Punk knew that Vince was going to let him do it. Right, essentially, with his promos after that, after that promo, when he was sitting there and he was I'm like, he was talking to Triple H and he's talking about, oh yeah, she holds your balls in your, I'm like in her her purse and shit, talking to Triple H and all this shit, like all the stuff that he was saying was coming from a real place. So like, you just don't think about the uh, the bad stuff that he did because people still are going to be talking about that damn promo for years. Let alone, like, all the... Like, especially that Money in the Bank match. A lot of people are going to come back to that match and say it's one of the best matches they've ever watched. Like, at least of the last 10 years. I'm not even commenting on, like, Rock versus Austin and stuff like that, but I'm just saying of the current iteration of wrestling right now... That was probably one of the, like, number one best matches that's happened. 
And it's mostly because they built everything perfectly. And I definitely don't think that the stakes were going to be the same. They weren't going to be the same if he didn't cut that promo. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have had the same amount of gusto into it. They wouldn't have done the same shit. No, they probably wouldn't have. But I guess I should end it now because we've already been talking uh, over like an hour for this. But uh, because what else could we talk about? I mean, do you have any thoughts? Not, not outside of what you guys have already been talking about. Yeah, that's why I figured because that's mostly why I wanted to do it and just talk for a, a little bit about it. Just because I always thought that it was like coming from a dumb space. You're like constantly mad over somebody that just wanted to live his life, right? He was unhappy. He wanted to leave, right? I understand if you just never were a fan. I mean, like I end up hearing people saying that they're not a fan of Daniel Bryan or uh, like they they would say that they would be fans of Goldberg or Hulk Hogan or or I shouldn't say Hulk Hogan because it's understandable with Hulk Hogan anyway. But it's like they would talk about uh, certain people like I'm trying to think of a good person that they would say like, oh, yeah, they're the greatest. Uh, probably Eva Marie. I'll just say Eva Marie because she's absolutely the worst. They'd be fans of Eva Marie because mostly how hot she is. But they would say like CM Punk shit because of like him leaving. It's like, dude, you realize that people are going to hate it anyway. You know, like he just wanted to be happy. If he wasn't being happy, he shouldn't stay. And you should exactly. be, and you should be happy for the dude if he doesn't want to stay, you know. Like, and, and he'll come back eventually. I still have like thoughts that no matter what, he's going to come back eventually. It, like, it's just a matter of time. I mean, like Bret Hart was gone for twenty plus years or something like that from WWE, and then he still came back. Yeah, Kurt and, and Kurt Angle left for like ten years and then still came back. If if uh, Bret Hart can bury the hatchet and forgive Sean oh. and Vince, because <laughs> yeah. they say that they say that that um, the speaking of Bret Hart, like his apology with Sean, that was real. Well, yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah, like, because I'm sure that probably at the time, like Sean was like thinking about himself in the moment, right? So he was like, "Hey, I want to be a top guy." So then he didn't want to like hurt Brett's feelings or whatever with it, but he was thinking about, hey, I gotta be a top dog. So this yeah, is the only like, way that I'm gonna be like that. And, and if they tell me to do it, then I gotta do it. Right? Yeah, Even if it hurts his feelings. Period, yeah, in that time period, Sean was all about himself and then, you know, as he as you know, he 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 changed and maybe he wanted some redemption. But, like, at that time, Sean was all about being top dog. I mean, that's what the way it was back. I mean, I'm sure it was. Well, it seems like that's how it always is, is there's always people wanting to be top dog and you got a politic and everything else. But but that's what I mean. It's like uh, they just need to quit overreacting on stuff, right? Just love what you love, man. That's all it is. Quit thinking so much about these people. That's why I have the instinct for most of my. I don't have that many people that I just dislike. 
It's like certain wrestling I just get tired of because I see the same moves that they do every single week. It's like Baron Corbin's like that with me now. It's just like I see the same wrestling all the time, so it gets boring to me watching the same people. It's not like I don't hate him, but like, do I think that if he lost his job today and he went to AEW or wherever, would he still wrestle the same way? Hell no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't do the same match or like and do the same uh, wrestling moves constantly over and over again. It shows it in AEW with Brody Lee and all the other guys that are in there right now. Like supposedly uh, Matt Cardona or otherwise known as Zack Ryder. Uh, he was only there for a short time. But like even then, he was yeah. still doing different moves that they weren't having him do constantly on WWE television. I think that's the that's pro- the problem with WWE is that they like their stuff scripted the same way where every cent they want it. It's kind of like they're trying to get a cash out for all these moves, right? You have to have a certain amount of fig- uh, signatures. You got to have a certain amount of. Fi- uh, uh, finishers or whatever you got to have like all this stuff and then if you don't you have to or like you have to find it and then you got to repeat it every match because otherwise people because that's what people want to see no I want to see maybe if you do like one signature or like you fight it right it's like Kenny Omega's finisher they sit there and they uh the one winged angel he barely ever uses it, but it, when he does, because most of the time it's always some, uh, somebody countering him from that move, and it's so protected because the way that they do it is, is like he'll beat people with a V trigger uh, knee strike or whatever, but like it, it'll take him forever for him to do the one wing angel because everybody knows that it's gonna put you out, right. So it's so protected. If you get hit once with it, you're done. And that's what they need to do with some of these other guys in WWE is that they need to do it where you um, like, if you're going to do something, keep countering out of the move. And then if he actually does it, then it's over that type of thing. I I hate how WWE has gone to where like, it takes like two or three finishers to put someone. Yeah, away. especially in their big matches, they do that a lot of the time. And it kind of like even when I say this about the Money in the Bank match too, but the Money in the Bank match too was like uh, different too because they were of uh, stealing. I think they stole each other's finisher at least once or something like that. Or uh, I know that CM Punk did the, I think it was a five knuckle shuffle where he made, mocked his five knuckle shuffle or whatever, but I think they used each other's moves at one point, or at least John Cena tried to do his GTS or something, but I don't remember for sure. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I know that they did it then. I think that's why, is that they were like noticed that in some of their great matches, especially the Undertaker matches, is that their finishers were going straight for this stuff, and then eventually they just realized, hey, maybe we'll do it like this. But then that makes the finishers weaker. Uh, that's one thing that I liked about CM Punk, too, is that they like they protected his move pretty well, too. Once you got hit with it, you were pretty much done. I mean, there were certain people that would kick out of it, but not that many. 
Yeah, it's like the only person who has um, protected moves now is Roman Reigns. Yeah, really. But I mean, even then, you have to hit him with it like four times. But yeah. uh, anyway, I guess I might as well end it now to, uh, today. But uh, once again, if you like any of our uh, Harder Geek stuff or like any of these podcasts, I hope you enjoyed the video this week, just mostly because I just thought that I needed to talk about it. I think this is the third time I've talked about it anyway, but still. Um, but if you like any of our stuff, you can go to the website uh, or, or website, thehardygeek.com, or we have uh, pretty much all our socials is the Heart of Geek, except for the Twitch channel, then that's just Heart of Geek. And uh, uh, I think the next podcast is the AEW Dynamite uh, episode for the uh, their anniversary yeah, show. Yeah, that'll be our next But if you liked any of the and you guys can always comment and subscribe on our YouTube channel or whatever. And if you have any recommendations uh, for us to watch anything, you can leave it on our Facebook page or YouTube channel or wherever. And we've done it before. So, I mean, we will be pretty open to doing any suggestions and stuff whenever you end up, if you feel like uh requested anything but for that i guess we will talk to you in a week or so <laughs> so you guys have a good night right. good night see you everybody good night.